Thank you for listening to Otaku Beef. If you guys are listening on the Anchor app, that was Otaku Us by me, Zid Raw. I'm an aspiring rapper, aspiring otaku, and an aspiring human being. I hope that we can be friends. So, one, yesterday we were talking a lot about the Game of Thrones. There's one more episode left. But today, we're going to be talking about Marvel's The Defenders on Netflix. What my overall opinions and thoughts are, how I felt it played out, where I felt the strengths were, where I felt the weaknesses were, because it had both, and uh, just basically my general impression. So, as always, whenever I go like a deep dive, I'm just going to do full spoiler talk for Marvel The Defenders. If you don't want to be spoiled for any of the things that happened, then go ahead and skip this ebb, go to the next one, but we just do some general discussion or just do some general talks but um for those of us who were anticipating this particular show to a high degree where we get to see these characters that we've kind of grown to really like and really appreciate now we get to see how will they interact together we get to see jessica jones uh, matthew murdoch luke cage and iron fist now, my general impressions of the characters before leading up to the show is I think that Daredevil had the strongest run. Um, season one was really good. Season two, especially the first half, was remarkable, spectacular. Oh, yeah. I, if I feel like it, I may spoil stuff from the uh, their original seasons. So if you haven't seen those, you don't want to be spoiled on that, too. Just FYI. I'm not going to lead with that, but I... I'm at liberty to talk about that too. Um, I feel like Daredevil's story was the strongest. Luke Cage's is probably the second strongest. I really enjoyed what they did with it and how um, how they gave it its own style and its own sensibilities, so forth and so on. I really liked Jessica Jones as well. I had a lot of fun with her and with um, Purple Man, i.e. Kilgrave. And... Um, I thought it was really good, but not as memorable as Luke Cage or as Jessica Jones. Kilgrave was memorable, but a lot of the extra wasn't. Then there was Iron Fist, which I thought was just a big pile of garbage. Like, I thought Iron Fist was not good. I think that they didn't give Finn Jones enough time to really work on being Iron Fist. And I think that the story was very, very thin the character motivations were confusing, and as a character, I found him to be very childish and frustrating, despite how they said he hasn't had any growth. Like, they're like, oh, he left when he was a kid, and he came back, and he's still mentally a kid. But didn't he just spend, like, 20 years studying with world-class monks becoming an expert martial artist, enduring training that we can't even imagine? Why hasn't he calmer? Why isn't he more laid back? Why isn't he, like, wise? Why isn't this, like, Kane and Kung Fu? Drives me nuts. The character I do not like. I don't like their depiction of him at all. And if he's going to be this kind of, like, wavy, kind of, like, fun-loving guy, make him fun. Make him funny. Don't make him just annoying. So, anyway, that's where I stood going into this show. So, I was very excited when Daredevils came out, or the Defenders came out, because love Daredevil. I can't wait to see them together. And it's like, you want to, like, whenever something like this happens in comic books, you want to see, oh, this is 
awesome episode. Wolverine and Spider-Man are hanging out, and they have to go to this underground lair and fight these guys. Oh, shit. Uh... Johnny Storm and Spider-Man are hanging out, and they have to go and take on these thugs. Oh, shit, Luke Cage and Spider-Man are hanging out, and they're they're singing, like, their duet song. Like, those are all things that happened <laughs> in the comic books. But, you see the trend there. But with the Defenders, it's that same feeling. Characters we love coming together to fight a larger threat. So, I'm going to be talking about this throughout the day. If you guys are listening live, thank you so much. My name is Zid Ra. I'm having tons of fun doing this. I'm glad after to be back after my vacay. So, we're just going to be doing more and more tons of podcasts. Uh, after this one, I'll probably catch you up on what's going on with me. But for now, let's talk freaking uh, Marvel's The Defenders. What was good? What was bad? What surprised the hell out of me? Deuces. What's going on? This is Zid Raw with Otaku Beef, and we're talking about Marvel's Defenders. Um, in the general sense, I think it was a very average show. It was more than a little bit disappointing in a lot of areas, especially considering how strong uh, the other entries were, with the exception of Iron Fist. As I've kind of given my brief perspective on which ones were good and which ones were not good, Luke Cage positive, Jessica Jones positive, Daredevil very positive, Iron Fist tragic. Um, and it wasn't really the acting so much as the weird choices, the fact that he couldn't really keep up choreography wise. They decided to not to go with the costume, so they had to have him have poor martial arts skills, but he's supposed to be like his thing is that he's the best martial artist in the world. That's like his superpower in addition to the Iron Fist itself. Daredevil has superpowers and he's a great fighter, but he's not like an elite kung fu martial artist to the same degree. He's elite, but Iron Fist is like, he's supposed to be that guy. He kind of sucks. So when the show opens and we're starting with Iron Fist and uh, Colleen Wing kind of chasing after somebody I'm already pulled out a little bit just because I find his character or his portrayal in the Netflix universe to be very bland very shitty they're calling him Danny Bland on Twitter which I'll go with Um, they're kind of trying to set up and establish the fact that the Hand is a dangerous organization. They spent two, one, no, one and a half of their seasons, one season of Iron Fist and like half of Daredevil, really trying to establish the Hand as a threat. The Hand is dangerous. They did a very good job of this in Daredevil and then almost kind of detracted in the latter half of Iron Fist. Like after, like, episode one was kind of shaky but not horrible. Episode 3 had a couple of good moments, but then after that, it was just bad, bad, bad. Madame Gao, who was like this mysterious figure, she gets a little bit nonsensical. She doesn't really have any motivations. And in, in this season, she got these weird, like, force powers, which, which if you ask me, were just, um, just kind of silly. Didn't really buy it. I wasn't really a fan, but um, 
you know, there it is. Um, in addition to that, I think that in a general sense, the show was missing that one element it needs in order to make it special. What's so incredible about shows like Daredevil, shows like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, is that they picked a direction, they picked a tone, and they not only did they lean into that tone, but they played it straight. They took it seriously. It wasn't silly. It wasn't corny. And if levity is your tone, then you have to be serious with your levity. Iron Fist didn't do that. All of a sudden you have um, Rosario Dawson's character in Daredevil and in Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. She's kind of popping up, but she has these really serious moments. But then in Iron Fist, she's basically become a, uh, a joke writer. Like she is like... Um, she's like freaking like throwing out like one line punchlines. She's a punchline comic, you know, waka waka. She may as well have like a spinning bow tie and a flapping dicky, like <laughs> fake mustache. Like she becomes this weird cornball that kind of throws me off from her more. She wasn't 100% like super serious or anything, but she was like, you know, she's like a cool chick. Not so much the case. And I felt like that tone kind of carried over into um, this this uh, this first season of De- the Defenders. Um, so it also had that tone problem where what it tried to do is it tried to mesh all the different tones of the different shows together in the first episode, which could be very elegant if done. It also did this weird thing where it tried to combine the different elements of the different shows like tonally it tried to combine the noir aspect of Jessica Jones mixed with almost like the black exploitation 70s aspect of Luke Cage mixed with the, the gritty uh, crime drama aspect of Daredevil now it did that to try to give you a, a feel of this is where the characters are coming from and if that's definitely handled then you could have something that's pretty elegant but in this version, it just kind of felt clumsy. So I don't think that that was very well handled, but I get what they were trying to do. So I don't knock them too far for that. Now, it must sound like I'm pretty down the show so far because I kind of am. I don't think it was very overall structured. Like if I look at it from the backwards lens, knowing where it's leading, leading up to, there were too many failed moments of the storyline could have made a little bit more meaningful, could have paid off more, but instead it was just so lack, lackluster. The main villain, how she has this grand buildup but then gets ousted by her own creation felt strange to me. Like, what was even the point of bringing her in if all of a sudden she was just becoming another person to get taken out by a villain whose motivation now we have we don't have at all? Um, we never really see Kun Lun, which, in my opinion, they should have ended the show by showing us at least a glimpse of it or a little bit of a vision of it. We instead get this big reveal at the bottom of a cave where it's like the skeleton of a dragon. I didn't even really know it was a dragon until someone said, hey, this is a dragon bone. Like, it was weird. Like, I felt like I should have been able to tell. Like, 
And that's kind of like part of the main problem of what it boils down to. I think the direction, the directing was bad. I think the directing was just very underrepresented, underrepresentative of what's needed for a show of this quality. When you look at the directorial choices for uh, Luke Cage, how they filmed like the hallway fight scene in Daredevil, how they f- they they bled the noir aspect throughout Jessica Jones, and then you look at this, it almost feels like they just kind of slapped something together. Very still, straight on camera shots. They had this uh, the 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 big fight moment where all the heroes are fighting together, and they're fighting all these villains toward the end. And what you should have had is you should have had the sense of the tracking shot that was in the original Avengers. You should have had this grand sense of, yes, they're finally doing it and we can see all their cool moves. But as we're panning around, it just looks like very, very basic brawling, like consistently. There's no, um, watch Luke do his thing, this is why he's special. Watch Danny do his thing, this is why he's special. And then combining that in order to make the moment even more special. That's what it was with the Avengers. That is not what happened with this, with this show. So seeing that, it was just very underwhelming. But I feel like that was a microcosm of like the whole overarching uh, problem with this show. Was that it wasn't really matching to the potential of what was supposed to be expected based on the the not only just what came before it but based on the studio there's a high expectations for marvel studios and i think that they didn't quite do it the same to the same degree that avengers did i wasn't pleased at what happened i was happy when the characters got together but then at the outset there was no like this is why he's cool this is why these characters respect characters respect each other i don't know why they respect danny at all. I have no idea. There's, if he's supposed to be like a part of their team eventually and they're supposed to have camaraderie and he's, he and Luke Cage are supposed to get along, I don't really know why they should give a shit about Danny. That's a problem. Jessica Jones is um, hard-nosed and she's pretty cool, but I don't know why she came back. Other than like, oh, some shit went down. Now she's like, okay, it's a group. I got to go. It's just the motivations felt very thin. The And this is like that story problem in addition to the, um, the directing problems. And I think I'm going to get in a little bit about the main issues with the story of this, of this particular uh, show. Simply for the simple fact that that is probably the reason it didn't work. The fundamental problem with writing a superhero story is the nature of superheroes. Superheroes are reactionary by nature. And when a character is reactionary, we don't find them to be as compelling as the character who takes action. Reactionary in this case means that they are reacting to the plans or the chaos of the bad guy. That's why there are so many superhero stories where people tend to favor the bad guy characters. Why we like the Joker, why we like the Punisher, even though he's more of an anti-hero than a bad guy. Why we like Magneto, Doctor Doom, is because those characters are taking action. 
they're putting it upon themselves to go out and try and change basically the world. Now, obviously, they're trying to change it for the worse, but we still like the fact that they're proactive. Whereas, almost in a blander sense, superheroes are basically on cleanup duty. They clean up the mess of the bad guys. They try and stop them from taking their actions. So while we like the fact that they can do this and we applaud what they're doing, it doesn't make them any less um, interesting. Why I tend to really enjoy a lot of Shonen Jump manga and anime is because at their essence, the characters are proactive. They have long-term, long-form goals. So, for example, Luffy's goal is to be the Pirate King. So he takes it upon himself to take actions that's going to take him toward that goal. Gon wants to find his father, and uh, before that he wants to be a hunter. He takes it upon himself to perform actions to do this goal, so forth and so on. Now... Because superheroes just kind of how they're structured are a little bit different, it's hard to have a superhero story where you expect them to follow the same format where the villain isn't interesting. So if you're going to follow that same format... You have to make the proactive character as compelling as possible. And it's okay if we like the Joker more than Batman in The Dark Knight. It's okay. Whatever gets the people watching. So let's impose that on Iron Fist right now. Who in that actual show is a compelling character? Iron Fist? Or I mean the Defenders. Jessica Jones. Luke Cage. Nobody, really. Everybody is just kind of reacting to the bad guys. But then the bad guys aren't really being that proactive. So they're almost being reactive to them reacting to what they did. So... The bad guys create the black sky because they want to capture Danny Rand. So there's some pro, there's a little bit of proactivity there, but in trying to capture him, they kind of start eating inside their own organization and I don't really know what the actual motivation is they say they want to live forever then they want to go back home but it's like well do they want to go back home or why do they need the black sky I thought they were all amazing fighters is she actually a better fighter they're making moves a little bit but the fact that it's so fuzzy makes them less feel like they're less proactive, which makes them seem like they're less compelling. And that, I feel like, is the show's major flaw.
is how... So in addition to that blandness of kind of the bad guy, um, I'm assuming that the hand is these five fingers or these five characters, but they all just, they don't, they're not distinct enough, I, th I think is what I'm getting at. We have, they're five different unique characters from different locations. They all should ha be just as varied and just as intricate and just as interesting as the different superheroes or more interesting. The one guy who I felt like had the most flavor to him, the one they called White Hat from Africa, he had his own style, he had his own mystique. He comes in and immediately presents a threat to Luke Cage. And then they said, we took Luke Cage. Oh shit, I'm perked up. Then at the end of the scene, Luke Cage just shows up with him. He's like, I got one of them. You got the guy who's just proving that he was going to be a challenge for you, and then you immediately nullify that challenge, re removing any and all tension that the show could have potentially had. That's just bad writing. That lessens this character in our eyes. And because you've immediately lessened him, now we don't care if he dies. It's not a victory. It's just kind of like a whatever moment. I think... I think that there just needs to be some sort of, I don't know what you would even put in place, but almost like they need to have some sort of method of standardized um, storytelling when it comes to these Marvel shows, because the responsibility is very high. There is a, a weight to the quality that I'm expecting when I try and watch uh, one of these shows. I'm expecting a little bit more from them simply for the fact that they went in and they started doing their own thing. And I know every single Marvel story in the comic book isn't perfect. It's not ideal. They have, um, you know, their ups and downs, their lulls amidst uh, some of their better story arcs, just like every every comic run because they, you know, they're endless. They never end. They're stories that continue on indefinitely. But I expect better than this. Now, there's a lot of people online whom are, like I always say, they're conflating satisfaction with quality because what satisfies them is seeing the characters interacting and seeing the characters fight. They say, it's good. But like I always say, we don't really have that objectivity when it comes to um, criticism, positive or negative, of entertainment. We think because it satisfies us personally that it's of a good quality. But the reality is quality does not necessarily go hand in hand with personal satisfaction. There's plenty of stuff that's amazing perfectly well put together that I just don't like because maybe I don't like that genre. Maybe I would have preferred something else. Maybe there was something personal in my life that threw me off of that type of story in my past. So when I'm watching these comments online and on Reddit and stuff, and everyone's like, oh, it was amazing when they talked. I'm like, oh, it was amazing when they fought. They did that stuff. True. And you enjoyed it because you wanted to see the comic book characters come to life. Awesome. But was it done well? I don't think so. I don't think it was done terribly, but I think it was very, very average at best. And 
kind of seeing how everything kind of coalesced, how everything didn't really work, how the 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 weird uh, choreography would be really good in spots, but then just really bad in spots. Seeing the the the, the lack of tension, and then when tension is uh, is there, it's not stretched like it needs to be, and it's immediately released. The individual characters of the hand, they're almost interesting, but they're not quite. Um, they're the same, but they should feel incredibly unique. Bakudo's a joke. Madame Gao got silly. Um, the guy from Japan started off interesting, and then he j- he wasn't s- stronger. Like I don't get the 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 weight of are they stronger than the heroes? Or are they weaker than the heroes? Can they match up with them or can they not? It's all a big confusing jumbled mess, which just kind of aids into the weird sense of uh, poorness. And how this could have been done much, much better. 